Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griffin Cold Iron. Oh, God. Uh, hey. You stand before the great Soul Tribunal. Oh. Okay. If you um. wish to gain your reward, defend your life choices to us, the great Soul Tribunal. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little... Maybe you can help me out, because I'm like, I didn't make an appointment... Am I... Do you take walk-ins? No, we call you when it's your time. You die. You die. Oh. You die. Oh, yeah. dag. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. So I have to defend my life choices even yeah. though I'm dead now? Yeah, well, like, you know, if you want to, you know, move to the second life, what comes after this, you need to... Gotcha. Sort of like ...to figure out kind of, like, where you're going. Gotcha. Um... You're okay. asking good questions, though. I have to say, you're asking great Thank questions. Thank you. I think that's a good quality. I think put put that on the board. We'll put it on the board. We'll put it on the yeah. board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Gosh. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm just always out here trying to to do my best and uh, like really stick it to the man. You know. We, we like that. We like that. We like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We like that. We like that. <laughs> Um, you know, the standard stuff, like, make sure my loved ones are provided for, and, like, you know, their emotional needs are met, as well as their, like, you know, creature comforts, um, you know, just give out some really good sex to people. Oh, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, also, like, not trying to be, you know, like, I'm not trying to flaunt that, that's just, like, it's just, it's just a... It's, just the thing that I, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an amenity that yeah. I provide. Yeah, um, that's really about it. Just like sticking to the man and and orgasms. Uh, well, I gotta. Say, I don't want to speak for for everyone up here, but I, I would say like you know we, we think you're pretty rad. We think you're pretty rad. Thank However, you. it does say here you didn't put your shopping cart back in the corral this one time. Okay, now that's bullshit. So, I always do that. So that um, that does immediately bump whoa, me down whoa, from whoa, the, whoa, great, whoa. the great Soul Tribunal to just the Swell Soul Tribunal, mm. which oh, I, I got. I, like if I'm being honest, still pretty good. It's still okay. Pretty good. I I refute that to my core, but I accept your. Hey, your, some people your, say the shopping cart is the litmus test on whether or not people are capable of self. Which is why I always do it. I, I, look, it's on here, right here God on the page. All Wait, your, can I see all, that? All your life needs. My, my, na my name is misspelled on there. Probably like, is it spelled you, right? Oh, this is, is this is Griffin. Are you not? Yeah. <laughs> are you not no. Griffin? No, I'm Griffin. Yeah, you're not Griffin Cold Ryan? <laughs> I can't say that I am, no. Oh. Who the hell are you then? So am I dead or not? 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, like that, that ship's passed. That ship's passed. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah, okay. but we're just going to figure out where you're going now. Just give us a All moment. Right. We'll confirm. Yep. We'll yeah. get some coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some 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 soul coffee just right, right, right outside the doors. It's in a can. Weird. I know, right? <laughs> you know those those like Starbucks ones you get out of a vending machine, like yeah. those cold brews you get yeah. out of the vending machines. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a long bit. That one really had some. That one really had some. There's a lot going on there. Ah, uh, fuck. Whew. Hey man. <laughs> hey Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And I'm Zach, who is kind of sick right now. Yeah. But, we're doing it anyway. You we're know? doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. We're doing it, we're doing it again. Uh, we're back in the Tome of Beasts with, uh, talking about some dogs that just are not. They're not quite dogs, if you know what They're I mean. Close. They're, They're close. They're close, but like... Yeah, I think this is uh, Dogs But Not Five. Man, if we're, I, uh... hit, we're hitting the fiver on a couple of things lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to kind of kick us off, Zach, I do have a, uh, I do have a special little game for oh, you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I do I love special uh, little games. I hope your uh, sick brain is, is uh, ready for some challenge. Oh, um, I'm always ready for a challenge. Let's go. I have I have looked up some names of some weird dog breeds. Oh, okay. Um, and then I have also invented a few of my own. I love this. Um, and so uh, there will be four of each, uh, and it's your job to determine which is the real dog breed and which is the fictitious Griffin All dog right, breed. Let's go. Okay. Your first dog breed is the Peruvian Inca Orchard. Okay. Or sorry, Orchid. The Peruvian Inca Orchid. So I so I have to guess. Yes. Okay. Is that a real dog breed or is that a fake dog breed? I'm going to guess that that is a real one. That is a real dog breed. Nice. Yeah. It's sort of a hairless dog that looks a little bit like it's kind of got that cow pattern on it of like the like black and white spots. Huh. Not like a Dalmatian, but more like a cow. Gotcha. Move. Yeah. Uh, nice. You're one for one right now. Uh, next up, the American Mop Hound. I think that's a real one because I'm pretty sure I've seen that dog. That is not a real dog. Oh man, that is a fun. That is a fun creation of my own brain. But there is a dog that looks like a mop. But it's not called an American Mop what's Hound. It, what's it called? Do you know? It's just called a mop. It's. <laughs> Is it actually I've bamboozled you. Yeah. Oh, you, you just added extra words on there, you rascally I did, rabbit. I did, I did. I'll give you half a point. Okay, cool. I'll take the half. Uh, the Cambodian Razorback. Ooh. That sounds like that's more a dragon from Harry Potter than it does a dog. <laughs> um, or like a, like a wild boar. Okay. So I'm going to say it's a griffin creation. I'm so sorry. That is a real dog. Fucking hell. Has a, a strip of hackles along their back that become visible when they're angry. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I lost no, can't, my sticky note. No. Can't you like, like just imagine though, like you know, you're watching Harry Potter, that Goblet of mm-hmm. Fire, and that moment when they're all pulling the little tiny dragons out of the bag, and so it's like the Cambodian Razorback. And everyone's like, ooh. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah when that As guy, oh, what is he? He's like the Chinese fireball. Ooh. <laughs> 
Uh, next up, we have the Alaskan Klee K. Klee K. Or Klee Kai, maybe. I'm trying to decide if you're trying to get in my head here with like your, that like bit of like, I don't know if I'm mispronouncing this. Because mm-hmm, like maybe mm-hmm. you wrote it one way and then you're like, I'm going to pr- intentionally mispronounce this to throw Zach off the stink. I'm very sneaky. I think that's a real one. That is a real one. Ah, okay, cool. The Alaskan Klee Klee. I, ha- I had to get inside of you. Yeah. It looks like a little husky. Oh, cute. Yeah, but they're little. They're like little, little We're huskies. We're talking about an Alaskan Klee Klee. <laughs> uh, the Blue Oxford Schnauzer. Ooh, Blue Oxford Schnauzer. That's made up. That's made up. You're yeah, I was right. gonna say that the, there are schnauzers. <laughs> yes, but you've added you've added words to them. I, <laughs> Can you imagine if it was actually like a blue dog though? That'd be oh, great. yeah. Uh, the northern wax beard. I think that's a fake one too. That is a fake one. Nice, nice. <laughs> you're uh, you're uh, right now including your half a point. You are uh. Four and a half for six. Nice. So uh, only two left. Uh, the Venetian Danby. That's got. I, I I gotta hope that that's real. That's real. This guy. That's real. not real. That's not real. Fuck. That's a, that's a fake dog. I just came up with a very convincing sounding dog that, name. That, I was hoping that, that was a real one. I want a Venetian then, Danby. <laughs> and then the last one, Zach, is the uh, the Brussels Griffin. Hmm. That's real. That is real. And it looks like this. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. And it's Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-O-N. Oh, Griffon. So, you know, yeah, the the Brussels Griffon. (laughs) So, nice. You only missed uh, two and a half out of the the batch. So, good job, Zach. Go me. Yeah. Just Just a fun little game to get us thinking about dogs. All right, well, shall we dive in in this full episode of Dogs, but not? So many dogs. All of these are pulled um, from Tome of Beast 2 by uh, Cobalt Press. Yes. Uh, and up first, we have the Spellhound. Uh, the Spellhound is a uh, it's a large creature. Uh, looks kind of angy. It does look uh, like angy. Black fur and some sort of like long clawed hands, not hands, but like paws. They look kind of hand, at least the front ones look kind of hand like. It's a little hand like. So they can do the somatic components. <laughs> there you go. Uh, some like very big ears, uh, green glowing eyes, and sort of rippling off of it are just like sort of waves of magical energy that look like kind of colored smoke and light. And like like a same sort of like wispy, like colorful tail. Uh, it says here a shimmering coat and a ridged snout distinguish the hound from other monstrous canines. They have vindictive origins. Ooh. The first spell hounds began as yeah. nothing more than ordinary scent hounds. When the master of the hounds was tormented by a hag, he struck a deal with a powerful fey lord, requesting that his stock be blessed with the ability to hunt the witch. The hounds were returned to him, empowered and mutated, but capable of making short work of the hag nonetheless. After the hound master was ostracized for keeping monstrous pets, he grew resentful and concluded that the fey lord had wronged him. He arrogantly set out with his spell hounds after the fey lord that had created them, but he never returned. 
Ever since, spellhounds have been kept as prized pets by warring fae, or set loose in fae-inhabited forests to prey on lonely spellcasters. Dang. That's, that's a full story right there. Uh, of course. It's always like a fae or a wizard <laughs> or a does wizard. something. To just like, d- stop fucking with dogs. Stop fucking with stuff. God. Spellhounds have olfactory capabilities that allow them to sense the quote-unquote odor of spellcasters. This, combined with their spell-repelling coats and their magic-disrupting howls, makes them a menace for every uh, for anyone with even a minor arcane faculty. Dang. Uh, surprisingly, though, they are lawful neutral in their alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, large monstrosities. They have a 14 armor class, 102 hit points, 40-foot speed. Uh, they've got fairly good stats on the physical side. Uh, plus four to strength, plus three to con, plus two to dex. And then some uh, slightly above average wisdom, and then lower uh, intelligence and charisma scores. Uh, they're proficient in stealth and perception. They are immune to charm. They sense, uh, they have dark vision. Uh, with their arcane sensibility, they can pinpoint by scent the location of any spellcaster within 60 feet. The uh, Spellhound has advantage on attack rolls against a creature that is concentrating on a spell with their Channel Breaker ability. Uh, They have keen hearing and smell, so they uh, have advantage on perception checks relying on those senses. And they have magic resistance, so advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That's a lot of advantage abilities. Hell yeah, man. Uh, For their actions, they take two bite attacks, plus six to hit, 2d6 plus four damage on hit. Uh, and creatures must succeed on a DC 14 strength save or be knocked prone. And lastly, they have a once per day nullifying howl where the spellhound lets out a high pitched multiphonic howl to disrupt uh, magical effects within 60 feet of it. Any spell of third level or lower in the area ends. And for each spell of fourth level or higher, the spellhound makes an ability check, adding its constitution modifier to the roll. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a success, the spell ends. In addition, each spellcaster within 30 feet of the spellhound that can hear the howl must succeed on a DC 14 constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of their next turn. Yowza. So it's like a dispel magic plus stun effect. Hmm. These things are kind of intense. Kind of intense. Like, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh like I'm at, like I had like a whole narrative in my head play out that like now I'd, like now that I'm thinking about it like it's like if I ever run that one D&D game that I've been wanting to run forever I'm like mm-hmm. do I want to save that in case you end up playing in it cuz I don't want to tell you about it and ruin it but like also <laughs> this would be awesome like if you like a party had one of these um cuz you'd have to be real careful with how you use spellcasters against them it would be an interesting thing yeah. Yeah. All, all the bad guys are spellcasters. All of them are spell snipers. You know, all of them are warlocks <laughs> with the you know, Eldritch Lance so they can shoot from 300 feet away. Which, like, honestly, like, I feel like we don't uh, utilize enough for uh, for bad guys. Or what, people, having just insane range? People who can shoot you from just crazy fucking far away. I did that once against you guys in Scarsvale, and that was the time I almost wiped the party. There was like an archer who could oh, like yeah, but ethereal her, blink. Her, and yeah, her like big that. thing was that she could fucking blink everywhere. That was the worst part of it because then you you'd spend two and a half rounds trying to get over to yeah. her, and then she'd vanish. And you're like, well, fuck! I wasted so much time. Uh huh. <laughs> it was rough. 
And so are these good boys. They're, so are these they're good rough. Boys. Rough, rough. I'm a big fan. I think they're pretty fucking cool. I think so, too. I think that, yeah, having them in a, a party would be interesting because you'd have to be wary of your own spellcasters yeah. as well. Because if this boy pops that howl off, like, You're everyone's struggling. Yeah. Well, everyone's shit drops, at least. So if you spent, yeah. you know, three spell slots on, like, Bless and Longstrider and whatever else, yeah, all that shit drops. How does Dispel Magic interact with, like, Animate Dead? Like, if you cast a Dispel Magic on a Zombie that's been animated via Animate Google. Dead, does it just, like, does it just drop? Or what's up? Inquiring Minds wants to know. I don't have a Necromancer in my current D&D party or anything. Um, well, it does Dispel Magic work on it. This is by Vintage is the New Old. No, as a rule, you cannot dispel any spells uh, which have a duration of instantaneous. Instantaneous. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you couldn't have a spellhound roll through an army of skeletons and howl and just disanimate all of them. Though that would be fucking sick. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Really falls to the DM because I, th- I, mm-hmm. I think to spell magic says specifically it's like all like any spell effect. Yeah. Yeah. I um, you know the other thing that spellhounds are really good at, hmm. spelling. Hey, hey yo, they're yeah, winning all sorts of spelling bees. It's the spelling bee. He does like the cute like dog like hind paw stand up so I can mm-hmm. get to the microphone. <laughs> up on the lectern, yeah, yeah, it just rattles off. Cra- yeah, uh, it, it's one of those ones like it's gonna use the option for like language of origin. Mm-hmm. Use it in a sentence. Like it's gonna ask all the questions because, we, like, if you you have that option, so why wouldn't you like be careful and double check? Yeah, and it's like animosity. A N I M O S I T Y animosity. <laughs> have you yeah? Have you watched Netflix's Big Mouth at all? Um, only with you, I think. Yeah, there's uh um one of the characters has a pit bull named oh god. Oh god, what's his name? Because it's it's a rapper, something like like Pitbull featuring Ludacris. I think is his name or something. Like I think that. The, yeah, I just did a Google search. I think the dog's name is featuring Ludacris. That's what because he's the Pitbull featuring Ludacris. That's what exactly what it is. <laughs> but every time he like it, he'll be in a scene and like um like it'll something will happen like it, he's talking about how he loves the boy Jay and he's like, her her love love I love Jay with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine that dog just getting up and rattling off like fucking some crazy ass spelling mm-hmm. like polysyndactyly something crazy uh, polysyndactyly okay I'm not, I'm not even gonna try no hit it right now no Poly- what? all right f- all right I, fucking pull it? it up you coward all right I'm what's gonna even go- the wor- what's even the word yeah but but I want. I may have said a thing that's not a word. Did I just mean to say Paul? Yeah, polysyndactyly. That's a word. All right. Uh, it's, okay. are, are you looking for for a, a definition? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is this like? Well, because I I know that like when like a, a a kitty cat or something has like an extra toe or an extra yeah. an extra fingy. Yeah, polysyndactyly or PPD four is a form of pre uh, pre axial uh, polydactyly of fingers. A limb mal- malformation syndrome characterized by the presence of a thumb showing the mildest degree of duplication, being broad. Uh, is it not just polydactyl? 
not well, po- a polysyndactyly is a form of preaxial okay. polydactyly. Okay. Polysyndactyly. I need to write this down. No, I can't because it's not. That's not how spelling bees work. Yeah. Well, uh, you got to do the magic foot, like from <laughs> from Fifth Annual Putnam pa- pa- <laughs> County Spelling Bee. He spells it on the ground with his foot, and then okay. It- the first part is easy. It's P O L Y. Yeah. Polysyn. P O L Y S Y N. D A C T Y L. Wait, crap. No. I, 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 the ADHD kicked in. Can I restart? Yes, restart. P O L Y S Y N D A C T Y L Y. That is correct. Holy shit, really? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> P-O-L-Y-S-Y-N-D-A-C-T-Y-L-Y. It was the, like, dactyly. Like, yeah, dactyly is... That's weird. Hey, you did it! Hey! Paul Griffin wins the spelling bee. Hey, you're the spellhound today. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably move on, because we're almost 21 minutes in, and we that's haven't fine. got past our... That's fine. I I'll like do, the spellhound a lot. I, yeah, I think the spellhound's a pretty cool animal. I think it could Good be a friend. cool pet. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Keeps you safe from spellcasters. From spellcasters. Or, right. if you're hunting spellcasters, a good pal. Fuck yeah. Yeah, All I right. uh, yeah, my my uh, paladin, Vascal Mordoon, uh, was, would track one of these down to give to my mage slayer wife, uh, Deirdre. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, cool. All right, so this next one is horrible. <laughs> so this is called the Primal Ooze. Now, what I'm seeing here, primal, the, primal oozer, prime, problem oozer. Um, and this is just a dog shape, but it's uh-huh. made of, of blue goo. Okay. Um, at the head, there's you know like big red eye. Mm-hmm. You know, big you know gob opened up with a bunch of sharp teethies. But then there's like little goop tentacles, kind of also splaying out predator style. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um. It's pretty bad. This nightmarish quadruped has many wolf-like features, including its physique, its powerful claws, and its lupine countenance. But its hairless skin is a thick layer of bluish-white slime. Woohoo! Four tentacles ending in barbed tips protrude from its jawline, and its eyes glow red. It makes a sickening, gurgling sound when it growls. Yeah, I would imagine. Big yuck. <laughs> The natives of the swamp. Primal oozers are amphibious natives to swamps and wetlands. They often make their lairs in the root system of massive trees where the soil beneath has been washed away. They can also be found in flooded ruins, wet riversides, or in the water itself. They're savage, Ooh. deadly, and delight in killing. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. There it is. Hungers for flesh. I'm going to need you to do a search here for me. Kinship okay. with Midnari, which apparently appears to be oh. on 264. Oh. It's a slime man. Oh, it's a slime man, you say? It's just a man covered in slime. Yuck. Okay. <laughs> Hate that. they friends? Apparently they're pals. Primal oozers have a natural kinship with Midnari. 
The Minari admire the oozers for their natural slime. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I love your slime. Is that natural slime? Uh, their natural slime, which most other creatures find repugnant. The oozers like the attention and care they receive from the Minari and value the Minari settlements as safe havens in the dangerous depths of the world. Yeah, I, They're like, I, mean, yeah, like, I like the compliments, so it's fine. <laughs> I guess the slime creatures have to stick together. Yeah. A pack of primal oozers might gather around and protect a strong Minari that treats them well, but they might just as easily turn on the oozing humanoid if treated poorly or if their protection isn't properly respected, usually through frequent meals and praise. They just want to be told that they're good boys and girls and thems. Yeah. <laughs> they just just like all of us want to be fed and have our hair pet and like have our ooze stripped ha- ha- and, for, <laughs> and, and for people to tell us that we're good. Tell me my butt looks cute. (laughs) Uh, Ooze spreading tentacles. The barbed tentacles on the primal oozer's jaw latch onto creatures that bites and injects an oozing disease into the oozer's victims. This disease slowly liquefies the victim's skin, turning it ooze-like. Eventually, the disease melts the creature completely into a new ochre jelly. Oh, yeah, Minari often collect these newborn ochre jellies as hosts for their young. Huh. Awful. A weird symbiotic relationship they've got going on there. Very, very awful. <laughs> okay. So I don't know why I like ooze creatures so much. I, do, I don't know what that says about me, but anytime I'm scrolling through the book and I see the oozes, I'm just like, yeah. You ooze, you lose, brother. Oh. I lose. Oh, uh, so yeah, this is a medium aberration, neutral evil, uh, 14 armor class, 112 hit points. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's got a speed of 30 feet, climb speed of 10 feet, and a swim of 20. It's sticky, so it can climb. It's still a sticky. Yeah. It's like the sticky hands you'd get at like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it just throws itself at the wall and they're just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah horrible <laughs> all the way down um what is it is strength is plus four dex plus one con plus three in minus two so pretty smart surprisingly okay. enough for news uh plus two to whiz na- uh, negative three to chris because it is made of news mm-hmm. um <laughs> go with dex saves resistant to piercing immune to acid dark vision at the 60 feet and it understands common but can't speak okay okay uh, acidic slime, a creature that touches the primal oozer or hits it with a melee attack. While within five feet of it takes one uh, d6 acid damage. It's Makes got sense. an ooze plague. The primal mm. oozer's barbed tentacles inject the ooze plague disease into a creature if the creature fails its uh, saving throw after being bit twice in a row by the oozer. Until the disease is cured, the infected creature's skin slowly becomes more ooze-like, and its HP maximum decreases by 2d4 for every 24 wow. hours that elapse. This reduction lasts until the disease is cured. The creature dies if the disease reduces its HP maximum to zero. A humanoid slain by this disease rises 24 hours later as an ochre jelly. The jelly isn't under the primal oozer's uh, control, but it views the primal <laughs> oozer as an ally. Mother. D- Daddy. <laughs> it's got pack tactics. So horrifying. And it's uh-huh. got a slimy body. It has advantage on ability checks and saving throws made to escape a grapple. That makes sense. Yeah. Just, just like kind of slurps out of there. Like a greased pig, baby. 
<laughs> it's got a multi-attack. Um, it makes two bite attacks. If both attacks hit the same target, the target must succeed on a DC 15 con save. On failure, the target takes 2d6 acid damage and contracts a disease. On success, mm -hmm. not so much. Doesn't contract the disease. Awesome. Um, but that's only if it hits you twice in one round, I'm assuming. I think so. That's kind of what I'm how I'm interpreting that. Yeah. It's really got to get two, two of those in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then they have to fail the saving throw. Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, left side hooks and then the right side yeah. hooks. Uh, does 2d6 plus uh, 4 slashing damage. Um, and it must succeed on DC strength save or be knocked prone. Classic bite. Classic bite. I like the the disease component of this, just it's like horrifying. mechanically. Well, like just like as a like a character, like a creature design. Yeah. My only problem with this is that this creature is a CR six, mm -hmm. which means that if you have a singular paladin in the party, the disease component is irrelevant at yeah. this point. Yeah. Five, five bits of lay on Hanson's good to go. Just cure disease, you, and that's it. You're done. See, that's yeah, kind of the bummer with most disease stuff in this yeah. game and even if it was like a curse like at this point your player party probably knows remove curse by now if they've yeah. got a cleric or a wizard or someone or lesser restoration um yeah lesser resto yeah bah bah humbug great uh, great idea horrible to watch like yeah you someone's just like slowly turned to ooze oh most definitely it's like that scene in poltergeist do you ever watch poltergeist well, why am I even asking? I know you don't. Why? Because that's the bit. <laughs> nah, homie. Yeah, no, there's just this really rough scene where a guy's looking in the mirror and he sees like a little cut on his face mm -hmm. and he like touches it and the skin kind of peels away. Oh. And then by the end of the scene, like his whole face is gone. Oh, yeah. No. It's bad. He just like keeps picking at it and just keeps pulling chunks of it off. I'm like, dude, leave it alone. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but you ever like pick at a scab and just like I should stop. I oh, should I, stop. All, hey, Griff, I should really stop. Time, and then you keep picking at it. Yeah. And then it's bleeding again, and you go, "Why did I do that?" Because the scab was there, and it needed yeah. to be picked. Yeah. It was just hungering for it. Uh, primal losers suck. Yeah, as much <laughs> as much as I like a slimy boy, um, bad pet. Bad pet, my man. I mean, like, good pets for the Midnari. For Midnari, yeah. No, actually, very good pets. Like, they're, like, yeah. just chill, and they just want to be told that they're cool. It is kind of funny that it's like, all right, we've got these, like, this, like, group of, like, slime slime guys. and But they're, like, they're so isolated from everyone. Like, no one else understands them. It's like, what if we give them slimy dogs? It's like, <laughs> Oh, man, this slime dog is a slime guy's best friend. Alex, you're getting a raise. It's a great idea. <laughs> Fucking love you, Alex. Hey, Griff, can you think we could get Alex on, over here? Oh, like, I mean, I can see. It, we I can, scout I can, Alex. I think we, we can scout Alex. I can see if his contract is, is up nice. soon. I can sabotage his quarterly review. Oh, that one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love it. I'll get the guys from uh, CNE on it. Nice. Uh, that's, that's, corporate, that's corporate espionage. Oh, nice. Is that what that yeah. says for? Yeah. Nice. We say that it's like cookies and eggnog, but it's not. It's corporate nice. espionage. Nice. Anyway, ad break. <laughs> Still using ordinary pet litter? Why bother when you could be using Litteraline? 
Litteraline is the premier pet litter for all your magical, monstrous, and otherwise magnificent pets. We at Litteraline not only bring harmony between scent and user, we bring alignment between pet and owner to a whole new level. Talk about chaotic good. Trying not to disrupt the workplace with your office imp? Try lawful neutral printer parchment. Adjusting to changes with your lycanthropy? Try chaotic good musty tavern. Your Yeti looking for some Christmas in July? And they're sure to love neutral good mulled wine. Just don't give a fuck? We've got chaotic evil renaissance fair porta potty just for you sickos. In addition, all purchases of Literaline come with a pack of our new waste bags of holding, so the next time your blink dog drops a deuce on a walk, you can whisk that waste away to its own scent neutral pocket dimension. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order now and start realigning the way your pet does business. Literaline, a scent for all kinds. You want to just uh, slide right back in? Yeah, I'm in. Everything's all nice and slip, slippery, slidey from the uh, oozing. From, from from the oozing, yeah, we're sliding around. My seat, my butt won't stay in one spot on the seat because yeah, it's a real slide. It's a real issue. Yeah. What we got? We got. Um, it's breaking f- gr- grammatical rules, and it's making me sad. Keykern. Key. Kern? Key- Kikern. Kikern? Kikern. Q-I-Q-I-R-N. Kikern. Kikern. Something like that. Um, it, I guess it's a dog. The book calls it a dog. But it's kind of, it's. it looks hairless. It's got like, um, like a, like a grayish sort of white body. Um, some like tall ears. A, like long mouth where the teeth are more like donkey like, like they're flat, they're not like yeah. sharp canines. Um, I dropped then, a uh, how to pronounce this word in the chat, Griff. <laughs> Apparently, it's from Japanese folklore, huh? Kikidun, so it does that, it does that sort of tapped R, yeah. Kikidun, um. But then it's got a face that just looks like it's going to fuck your dad, you know? <laughs> the tongue is particularly, it's like... <laughs> the tongue's, like, hanging out of the mouth. It's got these, like, like sharp blue eyes. It's yeah. looking across the way. It's dude, like, I'm a fuck your dad. Dude, this guy was a fucking bully in high school, most oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah, this is the guy that, like, like fucking, like, walked up and just, like, just shoved, like, his thumb into, like, the, the, the butt of someone. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ha, ha, ha. It was like, <laughs> Glenn, what the fuck? Yeah, some really, like, looking back on it, it's like, that's sexual harassment. Oh, no, like, um, everything, like, that he does is mm-hmm. just sexual harassment. Uh, and you know, it's the eighties. So like no one ever fucking did anything yeah. because they didn't want that to happen to them as well. Cause the eighties were a rough time. Oh boy. This strange dog is hairless except for the thick dark fur that runs along its bony ridged back. I guess I can see some black yeah. fur up there. They are Arctic legends. Oral histories of the North are rich with tales of the Kikurin. The tales say they are drawn to mankind's warm hearths and homes, and that the sounds of music and mirth engage them. The stories note that Kikurun are jealous of dogs, and that jealousy leads them to kill canines whenever they can. Oh, no! 
<laughs> Zach is speechless. What? Why? More than a few tales are told of the Kikurin that have foolishly become uh, that have foolishly become trapped while trying to get at a settlement's sled dogs. Most importantly, northern children are told that a Kikurin can be driven off by shouting its name at it. What? No, Glenn. Name. Bad Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> I'll come back later, though, fuckers. <laughs> the, the fear, the fear of being seen, the fear of being perceived. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. They're afraid of civilization, feared as they are by northern communities. Kikurun fear those people in turn. When threatened by civilized folks, Kikurun are uh, quick to flee. When this occurs, a Kikurun uh, often returns by night to steal the food or livestock it was previously denied. When Kikurin attacks have driven an entire community to hunt it, the monster leaves the for, uh, the region for easier hunting grounds. And then it says here that they are spirit dogs. A Kikurin's fear of civilization is built on the basis of self-preservation. The Kikurin is an unwilling conduit for souls of the damned that aren't strong enough to travel to the afterlife. Huh? <laughs> These spirits steadily torment the Kikurun, causing it pain and infusing it with necrotic power as they seek their own respite. As the Kikurun spends more time around civilization, it accrues more damned souls. Much as a fiend transforms to a higher form as it devours souls, a Kikurun that lives long enough or spends enough time around civilization undergoes a painful transformation from its constant contact with the growing number of tormented souls. These Kikurun seek to destroy all that they encounter, sharing their pain with others. Scholars speculate the power of the spirits would eventually kill the tormented Kikurun if the creature lost the ability to offload the pain coursing from the other side of the veil. Holy shit. Wow. These poor dogs. Oh my god. Oh yeah, there's a... There's uh, a whole uh, other stat block for, yeah, the tormented Kikurin. In which it grows in size. The normal one's a small monstrosity and it grows into a large fiend. And it goes from neutral alignment to chaotic evil. Wow. That's some Studio Ghibli shit right there. There's a whole section on curing the Kikurin. Ooh, let's, uh, we will get to that. Um, looking at the regular Kikurin, uh, stat block, uh, like I said, small monstrosity, uh, neutral alignment, 14 armor class, 38 hit points, 30 speed. Um, they've got plus two strength, plus four dexterity, plus two con, minus three intelligence, plus one wisdom, plus one charisma. Nice. They're proficient with constitution and wisdom saving throws, proficient in stealth and perception. They're resistant to necrotic damage. They have dark vision. They can understand common, but they cannot speak. They have advantages on perception checks that rely on smell. They have an ability called self-loathing. Nice. A creature the Kikurun can hear can use its action to say, Kikurun. And make a charisma intimidation check. So it's not that each of them has an individual name. You just have to say, like, Keep dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog. No! Ah! What's that, uh, uh, make an intimidation check. If it does so, the Kikurun must succeed on a wisdom saving throw with a DC equal to the uh, a creature's intimidation check or be frightened of the creature until the end of its next turn. Uh, if it succeeds on the saving throw, it can't be frightened by that creature for 24 hours. 
They have a bite attack, plus six to hit, uh, 1d6 plus four piercing damage, and 1d8 necrotic damage. And if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 12 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. And then they have a spirit infused. Yip! The Kikarun releases a spirit infused yip at one creature it can see within 30 feet. The creature uh, must, uh, if they can hear the Kikarun, must make a DC 12 wisdom save, taking uh, 2d8 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. And then it has a reaction called Horrifying Wail. When the Kikarun takes damage, the spirits infusing it cry out, afraid of losing their host. If the creature that dealt the damage can hear the Kikarun, it must succeed on a DC 12 wisdom save or be frightened until the end of its next turn. Huh. And then the uh, the tormented one is just bigger and badder and way more deadly. Horrible. And I'm going to skim this uh, curing section real quick. It references some sort of creature from the Creature Codex called I am, an I am on my way to look at it right now, actually. They're uh, apparently adept at releasing the Kikarun of its Burden of Souls. A tormented Kikarun can be freed of its Burden of Souls only by an Anku Soul Herald or a Wish Spell. Yuck. This is just like, um, it's like a a dog-shaped thing, but it's just all bones. Oh. And it's got horns and, like, wings, and it's sitting on just a thing of bones. And it's just chilling. Doing his thing. Uh, it's a gargantuan dragon. Oh, the Soul Herald is a gargantuan dragon. Whoa. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's horrifying. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's scary. So it's like they're kind of, they're kind of shit heels, but they've really got a lot going on. That's, they're, they really kind of driving them mad. Yeah. yeah. They really they just want to be loved, but they can't. But they're not capable of it. Yeah. Uh. It's really a... Tra- the, the, the story of the Kikarun is really a, a sad one. one yeah, it's kind of tragic. You know, just, just, just bathed in tragedy. It's just this kind of unlovable dick. But Sorry, it's really buddy. it's really tormented. It's kind of like going on. Yeah. You know, it's like um, it's that line in uh, Doxy's God, Griff, where mm. like society has labeled him a dick and he has no choice but to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kikarun. Poor but also Kikurin. like kind of an asshole. But like also kind of an asshole. Get out of here, Glenn. I'm going to say bad pet just to be like bad, keep this thing away from pet. civilization so that it's not big tormented time. and turn into a big yeah. devil dog. I think that's for the best. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, Kikarin. Sorry, Kikarin. We we got nothing for you. This one, the next one's really kind of nice. Okay, I like that. So this is the Thrumren. Thrumren. This is a gargantuan-sized dog uh, elk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got like you know, a dog torso. You know, it's yeah, kind of huh? got like bluish fur on top and like a white underbelly that goes like yeah. you know, all, all under the belly and then like up to like the right to the nose of the, the dog snoot. It's got the it's got um, a really nice snoot. Yeah. And then the, the, the top color is like this like nice blue. Uh, it's got some lovely kind of yellow, like cheery kind of golden eyes. Yeah. Um, but then it's got like elk's legs. You know, it's got like the knobby knees. 
and the hooves. <laughs> and it's got really big sort of, you know, reindeer, elk kind of horns. Or and you said it's gargantuan. And it's gargantuan. Yowza. So it's very big. The massive dog-faced elk charges into battle, lightning crackling between its hooves and antlers as its giant rider throws bolts of lightning. Oh, now it makes sense. Yes, it's a gargantuan celestial. Which yeah, and it's and knowing. I think it sounds like storm giants ride these things. Yeah, the sight of a storm giant charging to battle atop Jesus. a baying thrum wren is both breathtaking and terrifying. That's sick. They're heavenly wanderers. Herds of thrum wrens migrate from mountain range to mountain range across vast regions of the upper plains. As they travel en masse, uh, storm clouds gather above them, and the pounding of their hooves against the ground is akin to thunder. The lightning storms generated by their proximity are truly amazing to behold. And yeah, they have a they have giant bond. Most thrum wrens on the nice. material plane serve as the mounts of giant uh, storm giant cavaliers. Yowza. The relationship Holy between shit. mount and rider is complex, with control of the pairing seeming to pass from one to the other and back. Hmm. Thrum wrens never abandon their riders, defending riders to the death if necessary. If it uh, if its riders fall in battle, a thrum run continues its assault until all foes have fallen. The thrum run, uh, thrum run then returns the rider's body to its home community, regardless of the distance. Aww. Wow. That's so good. That's really nice. The goodest boy. It reminds me of, there's this book series that's very big right now. It's called The Fourth Wing or Fourth mm-hmm. Wing. And there's a line in it, it's like about dragon riders. And it's like, a dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without its dragon is already dead. And <laughs> I think that this is applicable to that. That's very good. I like that a lot. They are Simorg friends. Uh, I, uh, a thing I looked the this up. Oh, cool. I think we've actually talked about these before. They're the big, like, fox eagle things. And they oh, have the, yeah. Like, the billowing, like, peacock tails. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that thing. The thing was awesome. Yeah. They're uh, when they encounter each other on the forest, uh, forested mountainsides, they prefer Thrumred and Simorgs share information. They're like, hey, my dude. Hey, it's good my to guy. see you. How's the land? What up, pal? <laughs> the two creatures often converse while on the move with the sim- uh, Simorg perched atop the Thrumren, oh. looking to observers like some sort of chimeric creature with a long feathered tail streaming behind it. That's funny. It like perches very, on the antlers. Yeah. yeah, it just chills out. Uh, the six rad. Yeah, yeah. Gargantuan Celestial, uh, Chaotic Good, Armor Class is 17, Hit Points is 198, which is lower than I expected, honestly. Um... And 60-foot movement speed, so it is real yeah. fast. Uh, Which strength. is kind of funny, though, because that's as fast as a regular horse. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, this thing's big. Um, it's just it's, it's, It takes those big, yeah. slow steps. Big, slow gallop. Yeah, when you put it that way, that makes sense. That, like, it, uh, an elk thing, can't only move as fast as, like, a regular-sized horse. Because yeah. it's got that giant, like, uh, it takes a while just to move a, uh, an appendage. Yeah, hypothetically, I, as an NPC, can run 60 feet in my turn, taking my action to dash, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It strengths just over the sort of normal limit at a 21, so it's still a plus 5, but a little beefier. 
Um, it's got a plus four to dex. Uh, oh, cons a 22, so plus six. Ooh, Insta- uh, plus zero. Wiz plus two. Charisma plus zero. I don't know why it's not higher, because look at this guy. So good. Pretty, pretty uh, dog. Go with dex, wiz, and charisma saving throws. Resistance to cold and thunder. Immune to lightning and poison. Immune wow. to the poison condition. Uh, dark vision out to 120 feet. Um, and it knows it's uh, no common giant has telepathy out to 60 feet nice pretty uh pretty sick <laughs> uh it's got lightning absorption whenever the thrumman is subject a uh, thrum thrum rem mm-hmm. is subjected to lightning damage it takes no damage and instead regains a number of hit points equal to the lightning damage dealt sick does that mean uh, that, like a storm giant could like throw a lightning bolt at yeah, t- to his heal dog his to heal the yeah. dog yeah i love that uh, magic resistance. The yeah, we know what magic resistance is. Um, mm-hmm. The Thrumrun's weapon attack. So I'm assuming it's horn and hooves um, count as magical. Uh, and it has storm hide. A creature that touches Ooh. the Thrumrun or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes two d six lightning damage. The Thrumrun can choose for its rider to not be affected by this trait. Well, that's nice. That's polite. Yeah, they get they have the the genetic marker, you know, like the 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 bio uh re- reader on the the thrum wren lets them mm-hmm. pass without the shock. Um, they have a multi attack. They make two attacks: one with its gore, one with its hooves. Yep. Uh, its gore is three d twelve plus five plus three d six lightning damage. Also a fifteen foot reach on. Also that. a fifteen foot reach on that. Uh, and then its hooves. It's a 10-foot reach, plus 9 to hit, 2d8, plus 5 bludgeoning, and 3d6 light, uh, thunder damage. I like that the hooves do thunder damage. That just yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> it just kicks you so hard. Boom. Uh, and then it's got a thunder stomp. Kind of like um, uh, that big lightning elk in um, Valheim, Griff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the first big boss you fight. Um, the thrum wren uh, rears back and slams its front hooves into the ground. Each creature within 20 feet of the small wren, mu- oh, just just within 20 feet, so big circle, um, must make a DC 17 strength save. On a failure, a creature takes 35 or 10 D6 thunder damage, wow. is pushed up to 10 feet away, uh, and is deafened until the end of its turn. On a success, a creature takes half the damage and isn't pushed or deafened. Uh, and then it has a reaction called Protect Rider. When the Thrumman's Rider is uh, the target of an attack the Thrumman can see, the Thrumman can choose to become the target of the attack instead. What a good boy. Dude, what a fucking good boy. I love the Thrumman. I love the Thrumman. I want one. I won't fit on one, but I want one. I won't fit on one. It won't fit in my house. I'll go broke trying to feed it. But they're incredible. They're so good. What a boy. I I find it interesting that they are celestials yeah, that like and they're like pals with giants. Like I want to know more about their origins. Yeah. Make that origin. I mean, yeah, I guess I could. I mean, if they're traveling from just like mountaintops to mountaintops, then like well, Storm specifically are but there. that specifically that was uh traveling mountaintops in the upper plains though. Oh, you're right. That's, that's um, what it specified. Yeah. So yeah, they're just for some <laughs> reason they end up in the material plane, and then some giants are like, "Hey, my guy," and he's like, Yo, "They're just on vacation." Dude. Yeah, they're on vacation in the material plane, and they form one of those like, like you yeah, meet vacation your... friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every year we both go back to like Bali or something. Yeah, just like yeah, that's it. the only time you see each other. It's like uh-huh. the, the, yeah, the the once a year when you're at this resort, but yeah, it's always a pretty fucking good time. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've hit that. I think we're at that situation again where they're just too cool. They're just too cool to, to like just... dunk or rip or goof on. Like they're just really rad. The just... fact that they take the, the they're falling a rider's body back to its family. It's so good. regardless of the distance. The fact that they just vibe with other big celestial like uh, 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 dog creatures like the Simurg. Yeah, dude. All right, Griffin, I'm going to give you a little plot hook here when, you're, oh. when your players get to a higher level. Are you ready? Okay. So they encounter a, a big-ass Thrumrun, and he's just trying to get his his dead you know, boy home. Mm. And he needs some help, and your crew's got to help get this, a cute giant. Elk, this cute elk dog's uh, a former rider back to his family. Wow. Cute little plot hook. There you go. That's a, that's a good little plot hook. You're free to use it, everybody. Um, Thrumren, as the uh, sort of uh, the sort of propulsion system behind Giant Santa's sleigh. Oh man! Yeah. What, what, what is Giant Santa's name? Like it's got to be something in giant, so it's like it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just Santa in all caps. Yeah, Santa. <laughs> uh, but you've got like it. like one to four Thrumren, yeah, just galloping through the night sky, and they're like, it's kind of rough because they do bring a thunderstorm wherever they go. Well, if they're flying, they're good to go. And yeah. that Santa magic, they get to fly. Now, the, uh, here's since they look kind of like dogs, can um, instead of you know like the on dasher, on dancer, on prancer, and vixit, can they just be like the trend of naming dogs just like regular human names, <laughs> like on Lloyd, on Harold, on George, on Steve, <laughs> <laughs> on Jimmy, on Casey. <laughs> Very yes. good. Yeah, on Stanley and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like them a lot. Thrumrin, like uh, good pets for the for the giant folk and whatnot. Oh, hard yeah. otherwise, but like holy Just shit, like what good boys! Good boys, holy really fuck. good boys. I fucking love them. Keykerdin, not really good boys. Primal, yeah, primal user, user super nah. not. Well, exi- aside from those weird ooze people, they're pretty good boys. Yeah, the good boys for one other type of person exclusively. Yeah, spellhounds. Good boy. Pretty good boy. Pretty good boy. But Thrumrun. Put banana uh, bread at fucking work today, dude. (laughs) Hell yeah. As our boss, Mr. G, would say, a capital G, capital B, good boy. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time boy. Oh, big time dog. Yeah. I think we just kind of ended this on like the best note that we possibly could have ended this. I think so. I think like if I'm being it. honest with you, Griff, like I, I'm yeah. uplifted. My heart is warmed by these cute dog elk. And I just like, I'm good. I love it. I love a degelk. A degelk. <laughs> <laughs> boo. boo. I'll boo myself on that one. Oh, gosh. Dang it, folks. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. We hope you enjoyed having us in your ears for the past hour hey yeah um you it's know the time. normal shit we had a patreon it's at patreon.com slash ghost uh, patreon.com slash ghost media 
Yeah, we have, we, have we uh, store. just dropped some uh, some uh, bonus content last month. Some so bonus content, yes. If, if you're uh, if you're uh, at a certain donation level, you get access to the entire backlog of Ghostlight Media contents. Where uh, there's pet shop and other shit strewn about in there for you, just out the wazoo, really. Um, yeah. Sorry, sick. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, you we came have a, back to that so politely. You're just like, sorry. <laughs> we have a, a merch store, tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. You can get some cool stuff. It's the holiday time. Yeah. You know, if you got some friends who love the show just as much as you do, get them a, get them a t-shirt. Get them a sweater. You can get uh, some uh, some stickers. They make really good uh, stocking stuffers. Oh, big time. You can get a little tapestry. You could get... It's really all kinds of stuff, so my spot. Yeah, I want to see what the new, because um, sometimes Public will add, like, new shit that you can get your stuff on. Oh. You can do, like, you can do, like, pillows for, uh, like, your, for, like, your couch or something like that. Uh, okay. You can, get, you can get a hoodie, uh, which looks pretty slick. Uh, the first thing I pulled up, Zach, was the uh, Harbor Vale, um, like, sort of varsity logo. Yeah. That looks really good on a hoodie. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can get. Uh, the various Ghostlight Media property uh, 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 logos and references on. So, yeah, go check it out. Um, other than that, you know, if you got stuff you want to see, let us know. You can uh, DM us on X, uh, Pet Shop Cast. Um, and, but, like, uh, but, like, please get off of X if you haven't already. Yeah, Blue Sky's where it's at. I've got ref codes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're on, the, if you're on, the, uh, on our Discord and you need a ref code, you let me know. I've got so many right now. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I gave you a ref code forever ago. Did you ever use it? Now, use the ref code, Grim. I forget these things. I get, I sent it to you. You has. I know. I know. I can I resend to it, it to you if you I need for- me to resend it to you. I might need you to resend it to me. I'll resend it to you, Grim. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I've been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, even in front of the great Soul Tribunal, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. 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 Bye. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to episode 125 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Xander, Katie, and Carl for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, here's your spelling bee word of the day. It's quixotic, foolishly impractical, especially in the pursuit of ideals. Can you get it? Let me know. Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.